When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellasai. Dun 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 dun. That's the horse noise. I'm here in the studio recording right across from my co-host and producer Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. All right, coming up today, we're going to kick things off with a little bitchin', and then we're going to get to Worst Things First, where I shout about the stupidest, most ridiculous, worst news of the week. After that, we're diving deep into our bag of rants. You've all been filling up our rant hotline with all of your shit. We're going to hear some of them. We're going to fill in our own complaints, all the shit that we've been bottling up. So we thought we'd just let it all out in one big rant grab bag session. Every time you've said rant, the the Midwestern, I keep being like, ranch? Are we talking about ranch? I'd love some. I only heard it in the last one, but I'm sticking with it. I'm committed. The Midwestern passive aggression is on today. Listen, I'm getting ready to go to the Midwest, so I have to get my accent ready. And finally, we're going to get into all the good stuff that helps the bad shit go down easier with our chasers. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start the show. Before we get into our gripes, really quick, last reminder, I have a show in Iowa, a stand-up show, April 14th, this Thursday. This is your last chance, folks. If you live in the Iowa area, it's Burlington, Iowa. By the way, every time I've introduced this show, I've described the venue differently, and someone tweeted at me and was like, the first time you described it, you got it entirely wrong. It's not <laughs> a casino. It is a fucking casino, okay? <laughs> it's like a, it's called the Catfish Binge. Like, yeah, it's fun city, okay? <laughs> They have a water park there, I'm pretty sure. Hell yeah. Um, so I'm performing at the like event and convention center, but there is a casino. They asked if I'm going to be gambling, and I was like, not sure. I honestly don't know. But anyway, it's Thursday, April 14th. Tickets are at the link uh, in our show notes or mapbellaside.com. Whatever. Just Google me in Iowa and you'll find it. So let's get into our gripes of the week. Barry, what do you have to complain about this week? Listen, Instagram sponsored targeted ads Mm -hmm. are just absolutely coming for me, coming at me. They are holding up a mirror to my soul in a way that I just want to break that goddamn mirror. Yeah. And I just need to tell you about two of them that have been particularly upsetting to me in recent weeks. All right. One of them is 
an ear cleaner that is like a machine that has a camera on it. Literally, the only point is like, don't you want to see the inside of your ear as you clean it? And I'm like, why are you doing this to me? Why do you think I'm the right person for this? And I think I know the answer is because I am, but I won't. I won't do that to myself, to my pride, to my family. So you bought like a dozen of them? I have not, but I have thought about it every day. Yeah. And the other one is a clinical trial for using shrooms to treat anxiety. <laughs> it is. It, it sounds like they nailed you pretty uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that one I'm like, okay, all righty. Well, you've got me, uh, but I don't like seeing your judgment of me selling to me. It yeah. hurts. It's painful. And those two in particular, it's like one thing when it's like bathing suits or like, you know, some clothing company. I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah. But like, fucking clinical trial for depression and anxiety (laughs) and ear canal cleaner. Yeah. It's like, ah, that hurts. I feel that way about TikTok. Ring the bell. Um, Because I genuinely don't know if the ads I'm getting served are the ads that everybody is seeing or if they're hyper specific to me. Yeah. Because like on Instagram, I haven't seen either of those ads. So (laughs) you're getting targeted (laughs) pretty specifically. (laughs) And I know it all like Instagram also because Instagram calls me a gay immediately. (laughs) The ads that I am shown on Instagram is like, we know that you're disgusting. (laughs) We know you're living in sin every day. And here's a fucking pair of shorts shorts that will make your ass look bigger. And I'm like, you know what? Thank you so much. Yeah, that's beautiful. Except I know so many people who have fallen into the trap Mm -hmm. of purchasing these items and they're never what they say they are. No, no, no. But yeah, TikTok is like, you have ADHD. um, I get those a lot. Like Also, like how to diagnose women with ADHD, adult women with ADHD. And I'm like, I don't have that. I've got a lot of other shit going on. I don't have that. That is one of my favorite niches of TikTok is therapists desperately trying to get people to ignore everything else that they've heard on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Where they're just like, please, I beg you, go to a professional and stop (laughs) listening to someone who just got home from their therapy session and is regurgitating the hyper-specific advice that their own therapist gave them. Please, just go to a professional and pay them. But no, I listen to everyone. I save them. Oh, (laughs) good, She got me. She got me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I keep getting this ad on TikTok for this little kit that you can buy to clean out your AirPods. Mm. And you've seen my AirPods. They're an ecosystem unto themselves. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I do need that. um, But I love how specific that is. Okay. So we both actually have targeted dirty ear ads. Yeah. Just different ways of... Of solving the problem. I do kind of want that ear thing, though. It sounds like I would use that. Nothing is more humiliating to me, and the fact that I'm repeating this is brave of me, that (laughs) when I I went to the doctor once for, like, an earache, and she was like, okay, let's just get some of this earwax out of the way. (laughs) And I was like, oh, no. See, my dad... But sometimes it's, like, so deep in there. And you're taught not to use a Q-tip, and it's like, okay, what am I supposed to do? Every time I get out of the shower... When my ears are moist, uh-huh. I'll take like a toilet paper Kleenex and like wipe my ears out. Right. But yeah. I don't use Q-tips or anything. I mean, my dad told me that like he would go to the doctor to like get earwax removed and they would just like stick basically tweezers in there and pull it out. And like 
I want that so bad. That sounds incredible. But I've gone to ear doctors and they never offered. And I feel like that's not something you just like ask for. I want whatever they do where they like neti pot your ear. Mm, and then yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. an entire animal falls out. Yes. Oh, God. I mean, yeah. Anyway. And then like just take my brain out too while you're at it, please. Yeah. Just like a quick little lobotomy. Right. Just like a light lobotomy to go. Yeah. Like a Chili's to go, mm-hmm. where they have it's not full Chili's, but you can get like half of the menu. Right. And it's like chill, you know? Just yeah. like chill forever. You get a lobotomy and then they put a tiny bottle of Corona mm. upside down in your ear. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds like we're both doing great, but do you have anything specific oh, yeah. you want to be bitching about? Two things. One is any coffee shop at 3 p.m. is. The devil. I <laughs> just the devil's playground is any coffee shop at 3 p.m. when school gets out. Oh God! I walked to the studio today at 3 p.m. Uh-huh. My mistake because horrible. A, I knew I had to stop and get coffee, and B, I was just surrounded by teenagers and terrifying. I don't know what kind of impulse all teenagers have where they have to show off to all of their friends constantly, but I like had headphones in and these teens were screaming in my ear. <laughs> and nothing that they said was interesting. Nothing uh, nothing that I wanted to hear. I can't even fathom like I don't know. This is actually really important, okay? A couple of weeks ago, I was outside of a coffee shop around 3 p.m. Again, huge mistake. Should have learned my lesson by now. Mm-hmm. And a clearly a teenager who was, like, on a bike but, like, with his friends looked at me and he goes, hey, ma'am, can I have $10? And I looked at him and I said, no. And I kept walking. He was like, well, suck my dick. And I was like, you're a teen. Yeah. Come on. I'm not. What? Like, let me they know when you're ferocious. 18. <laughs> There is always that stretch. I've said this before. There's that stretch in front of it's like Brooklyn City Hall where all these teens go to skateboard. Yeah. And I swear it's a challenge when you're walking past them. Like they consider you part of their little game. Yeah. You are parkour. You're now an obstacle that they have to like go around. And I hate it. And I'm scared. I'm scared of (laughs) to every one of you. The widest birth possible. Okay. (laughs) I'm talking a massive birth. And I still somehow am under threat. But yeah, anytime. I don't know if there's just like a concentration of high schools around here. But there are a lot. Every like coffee shop that I've been to in this area, if I go around school let out time, it is horrifying. It's oh, yeah. terrifying. Also, no teenager is ever just ordering something normal at no, a Starbucks. No, it's like the craziest Frappuccino you've ever heard of. Right. And so, of course, then you get the Starbucks baristas who all want to kill themselves more than anything at that moment. And I'm like, okay, well, all I want is a black coffee. Yes, <laughs> I can make this at home, but no, I would like you to make it. And there needs to be an express lane mm, for people mm. like me. That's really smart. That's a really good idea. <laughs> Starbucks, are you hearing this right now? Yeah. Give me a celebrity Starbucks card, (laughs) a fast pass Starbucks card, like when I had that Chili's card. No, No. I had a Chipotle card. Yeah. Anyway, my other complaint is that my credit card got hacked again. I swear it happens like every six months. I don't know what I'm doing (laughs) wrong. Um, I'm sure there is like 17 people who have my identity right now. I don't know how it happens. I never like click on weird things. Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, you're just on the internet. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. 
But I have my phone, like, I have my notification set so that whenever my debit card is used, I get a text. And I got a text that said my credit card was like $48.99 from samsclub.com. And I was like, okay, I'm not even a member, so I don't <laughs> understand where that is from. And so uh, immediately I I knew that the, I tweeted this. This is, I'm not revealing anything. But I knew that the charge directly before it on my bank statement was for OnlyFans. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to call Chase and the person is going to make me read out She's going to ask me about all of the other charges. And I tried to get past it. I called yeah. I called, and I was like, hey, so I see this one charge, just this one charge. I looked at all the other charges. They're all fine, but this one charge is wrong. <laughs> and she still clarified like three times that because the other Because you know, at that, at that point, she's just having fun with it. Yeah, but also, you know what? There's plenty of stuff on OnlyFans. Yeah. They're actually trying to branch out. Sure, yeah. So obviously I'm subscribed to like, you know. The New Yorker. Exactly. (laughs) I go on OnlyFans for the cartoons. (laughs) Naked cartoons, New Yorker, make it happen. But I did see a few charges down. There was a charge for like one penny for some weird company. And I was like, that's, they do do that. They make Mm -hmm. sure they can use it. And then they come in at samsclub.com. So I don't know. We'll see. Also, as a follow-up from last week, um, still have not canceled my print scripts. Still have not canceled my print scripts. <laughs> subscription. Oh, my God. I could not say the word subscription. <laughs> well, um, it sounds like we're in a ripe mood to complain. Also, it I is need this. I very need gloomy outside. I this episode. I woke up at 7 a.m. this morning with so much energy, and in the first hour that I was awake, I went from, like, 80% down to, like, 20. And oh, yeah. I've been I've been struggling ever since. I'd I'm running on empty. I woke up with about 20%, worked out, had more coffee I've had in years. Um still I'd say at a solid 15% now maybe. Uh Yeah. It's tough out here, but we're we're doing it. We're going to power through. We're going to bitch. Yeah, that's what this episode is all about. That's technically what this whole podcast is about. So let's get into it. Let's jump into the headlines. All right, worst things first. Let's chat about the stupidest news of the week first. Okay, preface. In 2021, okay, I would say Unhappy Hour, we reported, I would say exclusive to us. Mm-hmm. I, I don't... I don't think anyone else was covering this except for all the people that I stole the news stories from. Right, but like not like aggregating it the way we were. Not we yeah. were the ones noticing the trend here. Exactly. The patterns. Exactly. We it's had called our curation. Exactly. I'm basically a docent. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that the word? Sure. <laughs> we exclusively reported on an outbreak of feral hog attacks throughout the world. Yep. Okay. I'm talking the onslaught in Italy, which decided the mayoral election in Rome, by the way. I'm talking Barcelona, where Shakira was violently mugged by a pack of feral hogs. Her purse got stolen. And now, feral hogs are wreaking havoc in the continental United States, folks. It's time to finally start caring. (laughs) It's affecting Americans, okay? (laughs) We might need a new button. Hog Watch 2022. (laughs) No, no. No, why can't I do it? Why can't I think of how a pig makes a screaming noise? 
Oh, there I left it a is. suck in. There. Okay, now that we got that. Um, <laughs> so Hogwarts 2022, this was a big story that the LA Times did, a big exclusive, um, well, exclusive to us now. Right, Guess yeah. what? Claimed it. <laughs> Wild invasive pigs are basically ravaging California and they don't know what to do about it. There are an estimated between six and nine million feral hogs throughout the United States. Holy shit. So we're quickly, we're almost outnumbered. Yeah. Um, We're like a few million away from being outnumbered Definitely. That's how science and math works. They do an estimated $2.5 billion annually in damage around the country. In Texas, they're literally hunted from helicopters attached with machine guns. Oh, my God. (laughs) Can you imagine your job is just machine gunning down a bunch of pigs from a helicopter? (laughs) I can imagine that's a lot of people's dream jobs. Yeah. Me, I'd like to be on the couch snuggling a dog, but you know, to each their own. So the problem, obviously, we've reported on this before, is that they pose uh, they pose like a big environmental danger. They threaten the survival of other species. They breed uncontrollably. At times, they've killed humans. Um, honestly, that's like not that important. <laughs> uh, like they only really like directly attack and kill humans occasionally. It's it's more like the bigger issue of like they're destroying the environment and right. we're, we're all going to die in like a tornado. Climate change is actually feral pigs' faults. Like, literally, they're a leading cause of climate change because <laughs> their shit is just full of gas. And Queens. now there's there's basically an explosion of pigs in California. No one knows how many are truly in California because they hide in undeveloped pockets of land. They usually avoid humans and they're most active at night. But biologists estimate that there are 100,000 of them living in California. Uh- and their numbers are growing exponentially. And they were like, by the way, because remember that that early video from like a couple years ago where that pig was just like running? Oh, how could I forget? That was the a beautiful, majestic javelina. Yeah, it was a javelina, which I guess are only around like 35 pounds. Yeah. A feral pig is like 500 pounds. No. They're huge. 500 So we're pounds? not talking about like a pack of little javelinas galloping down the street. Um, you can set to like a Carly Rae Jepsen song on the <laughs> internet. No, we're talking about packs of 500 pound pigs ravaging the landscape. Honestly, Coming just for like you and your children. Take over. I'm I think about this all that. the time. because <laughs> I think the first time we talked about feral hogs, I brought up the tweet of that guy who, who got eviscerated on the internet because he was like, you're going to come and take my guns. How am I supposed to defend my family from 30 to 50 feral hogs running through my backyard? And everybody was like, motherfucker, what world are you living in? You, There's no feral hogs rampaging in your backyard. Turns out he was a prophet. (laughs) (laughs) Because this man, I, I know all the doomsday preppers out there are rejoicing in his name. Oh, yeah. Pointing fingers at us. He was absolutely right. Yeah. So it's time that we all stock up on TNT. I'm talking dynamites. I'm talking, you know, bazookas, Mm -hmm. grenade launchers, everything that I learned about from James Bond. Wildlife biologists say that you'd have to kill 70% of these pigs each year just to stop their population from expanding. Well, that just seems impossible. Not to be a downer, but, you know... We're not going to be able to make it. No, absolutely not. <laughs> they, in California alone, you'd have to kill 70,000 of them. 
And uh, apparently only 5,000 of them are killed in the state each year. Oh, God. I don't understand. Um, Yeah. Why don't we do that? (laughs) (laughs) Again, I feel like it's a lot of people's dream job. That's a lot of bacon. Hey, that's a lot of jobs. Hey, Biden, don't you love jobs? Giving jobs to Americans? Yeah. Yeah. Do it, I guess. Give me money, sir, and I'll go kill a pig. I uh, guess it is I like... I probably couldn't. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> that pig would have my gun turned on me so fast. <laughs> uh, clearly, I can't even make a pig noise to scare them away. <laughs> anyway, the problem in California is also that we've killed all of the like apex predators. So there's nothing else like we are the apex predators now. All right. Fangs out. Let's do this. Because <sighs> like... There's coyotes and raptors. Raptors? The fuck is a raptor? Well, birds, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Coyotes and shit would normally kill the pigs, but we killed all of the coyotes. That's what happens. We're the invasive species. Let's move on. Uh, next. Uh, oh, love this story. A 60-year-old man in Berlin, only in Germany, y'all. Germany quickly becoming the Florida of the Euro- of of the Europe mm-hmm. Ian Union and um, <laughs> Ian Union. <laughs> I it's probably the same reason that there are so many stories out of Florida, which is just that they have like reporting laws there that like every crazy thing that happens, we just happen to know about it. Right, even though crazy shit is happening everywhere. I feel like the same thing is happening in in Germany. Sure, sure. Like I don't know, they just started like releasing more information about the shit that goes down there. So, and then we talk Trying to about be it. relatable. Anyway, this old man in Berlin, a 60-year-old man, allegedly had himself vaccinated against COVID up to 90 times. What? So that he could get fresh vax cards uh, with real batch numbers on them to sell to people who don't want to get vaccinated. Whoa. <laughs> so anybody who is listening to this who is anti-vax and still refuses to get vaccinated, this man has 90 doses <laughs> Of various company vaccines <laughs> coursing through his veins, and he's still standing. And he's 60. It's not like he's a young, spry 25-year-old right. who, you know, has the world ahead of him. Yeah. Now, he's... I mean, that's not to say that in three weeks he won't have, like, a sixth arm. Yeah. <laughs> but as of right now, he's gotten 90 shots. What and, I mean, it... presumably that's been over the course of, like, several several weeks. Not only is this a very interesting forged criminal business behavior, I feel like he has a really great opportunity here to become like a cult leader where like he's like I got vaccinated 90 times. Right. And like if you smooch me, you will be immune to everything. And like he I mean, really yeah. can be like god status. Guaranteed his body is the source of the next super variant. <laughs> <laughs> this man will absolutely kill us all. But in the meantime, like, work. <laughs> I I want to know how much he's charging for these forged Vax cards. Because it's like, that's a lot of effort to go and get a shot. Like, you have to wait in line. You have to, like, sit yeah. there. You have to get a shot. Then you have to go home. You and, have like, to wait 15 minutes after that, right. too. And, like, who knows if you have if you get, like, any side effects. Well, I'm sure his body is so used to it by now that he probably doesn't have any side effects. He actually probably now needs the vaccine. <laughs> it's like a yeah. drug. His body literally depends on it. He's going <laughs> to need just an IV of it. <laughs> he was caught at a vaccine center because he went to the same spot two days in a row. And p- someone noticed they were like, you look so familiar. Have you been coming here every day? <laughs> <laughs> the usual? 
I always aspire to have a usual at my Starbucks. I think I have one at my gym's coffee spot now. Yeah. When I put in an order for coffee, they only give you the option of a dash of milk. Uh-huh. They don't offer, like, just milk. And I'm like, I don't want a fucking dash. I want, like, close to a latte, but not a latte. And so then I have to put in the order, and then I go up to them, and I'm like, hey... More than a dash, please. Also, what and a, now they know my name and know that I get more than a dash. What a ludicrous measurement. I a know. Dash. A dash. That's so subjective. Yeah. And I think of it applied to like spices. Yeah. Not liquid. No. A dash of milk? No. Are you insane? This is typical Jim Bro malarkey. <laughs> Uh, also, it's Bluestone, so they're Australian. So instead of calling it an Americano, it's an iced long black. And I'm like, okay. Oyster Americano? Oyster long black? Okay, whale sounds. <laughs> anyway. That's what Australians sound to me. Now. Sure, sure. Anyway, shout out to this man. I'm sure we'll be seeing him on the moon one day. <laughs> anyway, um, next, Capitol Hill... Uh, was put on high alert last week after a congressman from California was violently attacked by a wild fox uh. and taken to the hospital to be treated for rabies. Uh-oh. Yeah. There are foxes in D.C.? Yeah, it's a literal swamp. I'm I'm surprised that there is not more attacks just <laughs> in general by wildlife in D.C., yeah, the fact that we have our nation's capital in the muggiest, most disgusting place imaginable is... Appropriate. The point is, Capitol Hill was like put on alert because this congressman was attacked by this fox, and I guess there had been other sightings of it. And um, yeah, he, it's a, a congressman from California. He said he felt something lunge at him and then turned, and there was a fox that was like attached to him. And um, <laughs> the fox then fled, and people have been on high alert. Basically, the guy ended up going to the hospital. He actually wasn't bit. There were no puncture wounds, but they okay. always are like, we need to treat you for rabies just in case. Because remember, folks... Once you think you have rabies, it's too late. I just feel like this guy actually had an amazing thing happen, which is a fox wanted to play, and instead he's acting like he was attacked. And it's like, okay, a, f- a cute little fox wanted to play with you. Right. And instead of being like, wow, what a gift, you slap it in the face. I would say the most egregious detail in the story is this quote um, from this congressperson who said, I would say it's the most unusual day on the Hill in 10 years. I'm sorry. Well... I would agree. (laughs) I don't know, January 6th, 2021. It's like, okay, uh, let's we'll put being being kind of playfully jostled by a wild fox (laughs) is number one. And then two is the violent insurrection (laughs) that took place at your place of work. (laughs) Where you had to barricade the doors of the chamber that you work in with guns. Yeah. (laughs) Because people were literally busting windows to get in. Um, but yeah, I mean, similar, for sure similar. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is, you know, typical California politician, just with laid back surfer guy attitude. Oh my God. It's also, I'm sorry, California guy, at least it wasn't a fucking wild hog. It was yeah. just a little cute fox, not a 500 pound fucking hog. Right. Let this be a warning, sir. Yeah. You've been attacked by a tiny fox, but your stay is about to be overrun by feral hogs. Mm-hmm. So let this be let this be the 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 smoke that gets your butt 
a, a, a run-in. That's a phrase, right? Mm-hmm. I should say there's an update as of today, the day that we're recording, from someone who said, sad news on the Capitol Hill Fox beat per DC Health. The fox responsible for nine confirmed bites on Capitol Hill. <gasps> oh, okay. Oh, it was much more widespread. Yeah, geez, okay. Why didn't the original story say that? So this, <laughs> this fox has been biting people left and right. <laughs> This fox um, is just a concerned citizen who's just fed up with the way that our government's been treating us. Yeah, you know, um, it's You're like, signing this many abortion restrictions into law? You're going to get bit, is what this fox is saying. Yeah, but and also it's like, okay, so he bit some people. It's not, you know, this was just a rally. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, it's like, okay, you have an elephant and a donkey, but you're not going to name any party after a cute little fox? Like, fuck you. Let me show you what I got. I mean, yeah, they did name a whole network after it. Fair. (laughs) But maybe, actually, this fox is really upset by that. That's true. And he's trying to get people to do something about it. Yeah. This is just a political fox. The point is, this fox violently attacked nine people. Nine (laughs) confirmed bites on Capitol Hill. Um... But uh, as of today, it was captured and humanely euthanized. <laughs> oh, oh R.I.P. Um, so that they could test it for rabies. I don't know why you have to kill it to test it for rabies, but I suppose once it's bit nine people, it's probably not great. Yeah. But it was an adult female, and she had a bunch of baby foxes, oh. and they found them, and now they're like, what do we do with these babies? Oh, no. Drown them. <laughs> and finally, a mummified quote-unquote mermaid that is said to grant immortality to whomever tastes its flesh is being probed by scientists in order to reveal its true nature. So just like a delicious little, you know, sushi that makes you live forever? Yeah. That's what I'm getting from this? That's actually a great philosophical question. Is a mermaid sushi or... Or beef. (laughs) What do you consider human meat? Is it poultry? Is it beef? I think it's just human. It's definitely closer to beef than poultry. Oh, because we're not birds. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This has been Science with Matt. So this creature, it was allegedly caught in the Pacific Ocean off a Japanese island sometime in the 1700s, and it's been kept uh, in this temple. And there's now this researcher at a the Kurashiki University of Science and Arts that wants to CT scan it for the first time in order to find out the mystery behind it. Um so it's this little little monster that has a grimacing face, pointed teeth, two hands, hair, but it also has a fish-like lower half. Interesting, interesting. AKA a fucking mermaid, okay? <laughs> um, and the researcher is like, guess what? I know this is not a mermaid. <laughs> I think it was made by humans, and I'm going to prove it by putting it in my little machine. Why ruin the, the mystique? Why? Also... Don't touch it. Yeah, okay? <laughs> have we learned nothing? Let's leave horrific cursed objects alone. Yeah, I, I know we've all seen the 13th year and want that to happen, but I just feel like there are steps we should not be taking. Like, trying like touching to f- it. Yeah, like touching this thing. I guess in, in Japanese folklore, mermaids have a, a legend of immortality. Cool. And it's said that if you eat the flesh of a mermaid, you will never die. Sick. Um. 
There's a legend in some parts of Japan that a woman who accidentally ate the flesh of a mermaid lived for 800 years. Man, that would suck if you accidentally lived for 800 years. Yeah. I feel like you really got to want that in order to have it happen. True, true, like, true. I, I, don't, I don't want that. And then if I were accidentally turned into a vampire, like, I'd be pissed. Yeah, but I mean, she only lived for 800 years. Yeah, it wasn't forever, but that is a long-ass time. I guess it depends on how big of a piece you eat. Mm. Anyway, this 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 mermaid specimen has been kept in this temple, but some people are warning that it could be um, a, a omen as well, because... Yeah, no shit. There is a legend that a mermaid uh, predicted infectious diseases. So Mm. considering the last, um, I don't know, several years, maybe we should not look into this. Agreed. I also just want to take this moment because anytime mermaids are brought up, I feel the need to remember that mermaids are also what drunk sailors thought manatees were. And I just love that for manatees. And I love that for me personally, that a man stood on a boat wasted, saw a manatee and thought, look at that hot, hot babe of a woman fish. Yeah. That's just great. Good for everyone. I would say also that considering that it's most likely the product of someone sewing a dead fish and a dead monkey together, (laughs) um, I can imagine why it portended infectious diseases because you're literally sewing the carcasses of two dead animals together. (laughs) Probably not great for the well-being of you and all of the people around you. Um, I did love how this story was also like, by the way, P.T. Barnum had the same fucking thing in his circus that he would bring around. He had, uh, like, this specimen that he claimed was a mermaid, but actually it was, like, a monkey and a fish sewn together. Also, he was, like, huge racist and a horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> but watch Hugh Jackman portray him in that movie. Never the Greatest Showman. <gasps> I forgot Never, never Enough never. was from that movie. Yeah. About P.T. Barnum. Mm-hmm. Anyway, shout out to that movie. <laughs> And that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next, we're diving deep into our grab bag of complaints right after this commercial break. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. And I want to tell you about a podcast I think you're going to love. Who Weekly is a podcast about everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Does celebrity news stress you out? Are there too many people you've literally never heard of? Check out Who Weekly, a podcast hosted by Lindsay Weber and me, Bobby Finger. Each episode goes deep into the biggest Who Liberty stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we'll answer the most burning listener queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Shimol Yai, and I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest, and they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense that you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost. But now, I'm coming back as a judge, and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. 
Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully no one will die on station night. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right. Well, it's a shitty day here in New York City, and I'm in a bad mood. Barry's in a bad mood. So we figured we would take today's deep dive to just bitch about anything and everything, and also to hear from you, our listeners, who have been calling into the rant hotline with all of your own complaints. Let's tap into the rant hotline and see what y'all have to complain about. Hey, this is Rachel. Okay, I just woke up. So So I listened to Hot Guy March Madness, and... I didn't know who half the freaking people were. I had to look up all of the people. Uh, and I'm a 42-year-old middle-aged bitch and <laughs> didn't know who most of them were. And most of them looked like babies to me. And I just realized I'm fucking old. Great. So that's cute. That's uh, really, um, I loved it, though. And you guys are great. And you always make me laugh, even if I don't know what the fuck is going on. Okay, bye. Thank you for the compliment. Yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, I do appreciate that the complaint here is something that is out of my control. Yeah, I feel like Hawkeye March Madness could have a spinoff podcast that is just like different types of hot guys. It's like mm. hot guys for 42-year-old bitches, you right. know, hot guys that are all fictional cartoons. Yeah, we uh, need a senior you know? citizen version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Which is what we are calling you, lovely <laughs> listener, Rachel, who just got out of bed, is <laughs> a senior citizen. To be fair, as a soon-to-be 32-year-old, mm-hmm. I am not that far off from you. Sure. Just a decade. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a spread of gentlemen on that list. I would say that there were plenty yeah. who were uh, older, perhaps not above 40. <laughs> Maybe only like Ricky Martin. How old is Oscar Isaac? Yeah, probably in his 40s. Yeah, I would say we had a we had a fair smattering of, Listen, of, of I, men. I had to look some of them up, too. Yeah. You know? Same. I mean, to be clear, I also had to look people up um, because a lot of a lot of the men that we included were suggestions from listeners. And also, like, I went on to, like, IMDb to look at IMDb ranks like every person in the world. (laughs) (laughs) And so I looked at, like, all the top, like, 500 celebrities right now who are, like, the most talked about people so I could include all of them. And it's like, yeah, we have to accept that we are becoming irrelevant. Wow. And that Gen Z and whatever is after them are taking over with their formless clothing and <laughs> their painted nails and their jewelry. We're in better hands. I'm in my own hands, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I have a list of complaints. Uh, if you came to our live show in New York, you might have heard some of these. So this is the kind of stuff that you're getting when you come to an unhappy hour live show. <sighs> on the topic of hot guys, I don't like when cheese has that hard wax on the outside. <laughs> yeah. What are you supposed to do? I don't appreciate that there some of them are edible and some of them are not edible. And I don't know what part of the cheese I'm able to eat. And I will eat all of it. And then I'll be upset because I, it turns out I just ate wax. <laughs> I don't understand because I'm like... Do people who make cheese just expect me, a random citizen, to have an encyclopedic knowledge of cheese? It's not like every cheese comes with directions. Yeah, and to be clear, there are cheeses like, you know, the wheel of uh, the, the what's the little red one called? Oh, 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 baby, baby bell, bell. Shields. Yeah. Shields. 
baby bell cheese, which has like the red little yeah. um, foreskin that you have to wrap it off. That is obviously not edible. Yeah, and they have the little tab on there. It's clear you're supposed to pull it off the yeah. way you would any, like, you know, a water bottle top. And then you have like the rind of like a Parmigiano, Reggiano, right? right, 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 right. Which has like newspaper printed on it or yeah. whatever. Um, those I know. Okay, we don't eat those. Yeah, but then there are two. the ones of like brie is notoriously what I am never I know because it's like that it's like a hard white rind and I'm like is this wax or is this just like the callus that formed at the edge of the the cheese uh-huh uh-huh because then it, it looks really weird if you try to like dig the cheese out like it makes me feel even more stupid to eat it yeah also this is not even controversial I think most people would agree with this but fuck blue cheese the fact that blue <laughs> cheese is even in the same category as other majestic cheeses like a mozzarella is offensive to me and my family <laughs> once again I don't I had uh, I ordered a salad today which fuck ordering salads <laughs> <laughs> this is just gonna be a like Pandora's box of complaints <laughs> that one leads to the other the fact that I'm regularly paying $30 for a salad to be delivered to me is offensive to me and my family <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know why I do this to myself but I'll I'll order a salad and pay $30 yeah, for it for yeah. someone to bring it to me yeah and I, I did that today and it had blue cheese in it. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I just spent a year's salary on the salad <laughs> for you to put mold in my food. I do love that. When mold. You, when, <laughs> when we were kids, for me at least, blue cheese was like, this is fancy. I was like, of the cheeses, this is like what adults eat. You, Your palate needs to be grown in order to eat blue cheese. When yeah. in reality, it's actually like the shittiest of the adult cheeses, I think. Yeah, absolutely. The bottom of the barrel of cheeses. Yeah. Should we have a, another listener complaint? Let's do it. I feel like we're just like on a, on a ranch shuffle here. Mm-hmm. You know what I can't fucking stand? <laughs> Avocados. Why does everything need avocado in it? And I'm not just saying it because I'm allergic to avocado <laughs> and they give me gas and they make me bloat. I fucking hate the damn things. I mean, seriously, everything needs to have avocado in it for some goddamn reason. Have you ever tried to get grocery store sushi without avocado in it? It's not possible. I want to eat bad grocery store sushi, but I can't because of all the fucking avocados. All right. Well, anyway, I hate avocados. Have a nice day. Bye. I was willing to respect and um, defend your position even until you said that you actively would like to eat grocery store sushi. <laughs> and then, sadly, all of your credibility went right down the poop. Hey, at least it's not gas station sushi, okay? That's true. They do put a little bit more love into a grocery store sushi. It's so true. That's like grocery store bakeries. I'm like, who are you? What do you think you are? <laughs> I love avocado. I will say that. But even as a lover of avocado, I think we've gone too far. Like, it is everywhere. My beef with avocado is the fact that it is impossible to tell when it is ripe or not. Oh, If yeah. you're attempting to buy it at the grocery store, I bought an avocado from the grocery store. I might as well have bought a literal rock. <laughs> that would have done me more good. I sliced into that thing. It bent my knife. <laughs> And I was so committed to eating it. Ew, I was so no. committed that I like made guacamole out of it and it was harder than the chip. <laughs> 
my Tostitos were busting in half trying to scoop this <laughs> avocado, and I still ate it. It was absolutely disgusting. That's and horrible. Also, I didn't use a recipe. I was like, what is guacamole? You just chop it up and put some lime in it. Oh, yeah, boy. I mean, you're not far behind. Maybe a little onion. Yeah. And some you can sometimes add some paprika and cumin to it, a little hot sauce. It was I, bad. It was so bad. Yeah. But I blame the grocery store and I blame the avocado for it. Yeah. Also because when the avocados are soft and you think, oh, this one's going to be good. And then you cut it open and it's just completely brown on the inside. And it's yeah. like, what am I supposed to do with this? Also, I'm almost positive that I will lose a finger to trying to get an avocado pit out of an avocado one day. Yeah, absolutely. There's no reason that it should be that pregnant with whatever the fuck that seed is. Yeah. It's like, calm down. Take a... Take a note from like apples. Yeah. Okay. They're they know. Okay. We're, we're, I'm gonna give you all of this delicious flesh and tiny seeds. And sure, if you swallow one of them, you'll probably die. Convinced. I was always convinced that would happen. <laughs> what that like an apple tree would grow in your tummy? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone was like, if you swallow a watermelon seed, you'll absolutely explode. <laughs> Should we listen to another <laughs> listener complaint? Let's do it. <laughs> Hi, Nat and Barry. First of all, love the show. And I have two wonderful boys. I love them very much. I love being a mom. I'm not going to lie. I'm a great-ass mom, too. But you know what pisses me off more than anything else in this world? (laughs) My kids are assholes, okay? (laughs) Around other people, they're phenomenal. With me, they are assholes. And I hate when people are like, you call your kids assholes? Yes, because they are, okay? (laughs) They're manipulative. Oh, Mom, I love you so much. They give me a nice little hug. And then guess what? They bop you on the back of the freaking head. Kids <laughs> are assholes. And it's okay to admit that. If we admit it now, we can break it so they're not assholes in the future. It's going to be okay, people. It's okay to call your kid an asshole. It's not doing them any harm. They don't know what you're saying. So thank you. Thank you for letting me rant. This is what the hotline's all about, okay? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is now immortalized, and there's no getting out of it now. <laughs> we have your number. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I obviously I agree with you. I having not even met your kids, I know they're assholes. <laughs> but because they are what kids? Yeah, uh, most kids are absolute terrors. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I. That's why I'm like, should I be trusted with raising children? Probably not. Because no, I, not. I would raise them to be assholes, not to me. No. But to everybody else, though. I do appreciate that this person's kids are sweet to everyone else except her. Yeah. That does make it feel a lot more intentional. I never liked, though, when my mom would say something. She was like, oh, you're always well-behaved with other people. And I'm like, yeah, because I know you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know them. And that should make perfect sense. <laughs> You've earned my distaste. Exactly. <laughs> Whenever my mom complains about how, like, the dog is mean towards her, I'm like, yeah, because it likes you and feels like it can treat you like shit because it knows you'll love it. Okay. Toxic, <laughs> toxic masculinity. That is just absolutely abusive behavior. It's like, yeah, love makes you do crazy things. Haven't you heard? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm Carly's defense attorney, actually. <laughs> What's next on our shuffle of random shit? This one is a pointed attack. Um, 
when people just have a solid bar of soap in their bathrooms as hand soap, I think that's disgusting. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, I do. It's it's just about trying to use less plastic. Yeah, I know that I could sure. get a glass one and exactly, we exactly and refill we, it. I know, I know. But you're not the only offender here. There are of a lot of people um, who are offenders. You um, know what I think is even more offensive? What when you have decorative hard soap. It's like, what am I supposed to, am I even allowed to use this? I don't, also, it just looks like a rock. Is it a rock? Don't trick me. Don't allow me into your home, invite me into your home, and then prank me with a fucking rock soap. I truly do not understand the point of decorative hard soap. No. Because it's like, the second that you use it, it loses its shape. Yeah. So then you're, you're incentivized not to use it, in which case it is no longer soap, it's just a sculpture. Yeah. A sculpture that gets disgusting. Like soap is so gross when you're not using it frequently. It like gets dusty and it's you can't you can't clean it off because if it gets wet, it what? Melts. Yeah. You know, I think everyone is familiar with with videos showing like food being made and being packaged uh-huh. and stuff like that. There's all the entire gamut of food industry is covered on TikTok and elsewhere on the internet. But Also on TikTok are people who are packaging, like, homemade cosmetics and homemade soaps. Mm. So it'll be, like, people being like, oh, I make my own, like, hand cream or I make my own, like, hair product. And they show them, like, squirting it into a a little jar and and them, like, putting their jars together. And it's – I get lured into watching them because at first I think it's food. (laughs) And then the second I realize that it's not edible, I'm like, fuck you. And fuck what you stand for. <laughs> fuck your little small business. I The fact that, like, you think I'm interested in watching this when I can't eat it? Horrible. Yeah. Despicable. Get out of here. Next! All right. When people lock arms with you and you, like, literally any time, just don't <laughs> fucking lock arms with me. <laughs> Like, I don't understand why you want to do that. It's not helping you. It's not making me more into you. I just don't fucking get it. Leave me alone. Do not lock arms with me. Like, it's disorienting. I, like, can't walk straight and just really, really stop. I want to know what incident inspired this. (laughs) Like, did this person come home directly from, like, a date and was like, I need to get this off my chest? (laughs) I also, like, I'm pretty sure I know, like, the initial trauma, which is that this person was not cast in The Wizard of Oz and has been salty ever since. Half of that fucking play slash movie is just locked arms going down the yellow brick road. Sure, sure, sure. I will say I understand this exactly. Oh, yeah. Um, I cannot stand the touch of another person like that where it's like when I when someone like will lock an arm with me while we're just walking and I'm now the only thing I can think about is how long we have to stay like like how long (laughs) is it acceptable to stay like that when can I break away yeah I mean obviously it depends on the relationship that I have with that person but if it is like yeah it's also it is I mean it's locking arms like it is a trap it's not like holding hands. No, you I'm, know? So, I'm literally on the tip of my tongue. It's like it's the same as holding hands. I like holding hands for like a minute. But like any time that I am walking or like moving around, I, I don't want to be entrapped with you. 
The second like, I'm holding hands with someone, immediately I'm like, how long does this have to last? <laughs> <laughs> when is it acceptable to break the hand holding? Yeah. And again, it's different. If I'm like walking with someone I actually like, this is the test, truly. Yeah. Now, now everybody knows how to test my affection. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hold your hand after this. Well, I guess I don't outwardly say like, are we done? <laughs> <laughs> So you won't actually know because all of the struggle will be happening internally. Right, right. Um, But uh, I completely understand the the difficulty. But arm locking is definitely a more aggressive form of this. Yeah, you you have to be so close. There's like more than one joint involved. And it's like a much bigger movement to get out of it, too. Mm -hmm. There's nothing subtle about locking or unlocking arms. Yeah. And also you just take up so much space on the sidewalk. It's just like nobody needs it or wants it, so stop. But that's the quickest way to prevent people from red rovering right through you. True. So you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Next! I don't like when people are like, oh, it's my secret family recipe. I don't want to <laughs> give it to you. <laughs> Fuck off. Your Nana is dead, okay? Tell me how to make the fucking risotto. Also, let's be real. She probably got it from, like, a magazine and just wrote it down. Yeah. I love the number of times that I have gotten a recipe that, like, from my mom that was my grandma's or something. And I will Google it and find the exact recipe (laughs) online. And I'm like, there's no way that this was, like, her. She just got this in a magazine somewhere. I think that people, like, forgot that back in the day there weren't typewriters or computers. And so, like, if you wanted to write down a recipe, you had to actually just write it down. And it's like, that doesn't mean that your grandma came up with it. No. She just couldn't remember it, so she wrote it down. Yeah. And it's like, just stop gatekeeping food. Yeah. Feed it to everyone. That's why I like when certain, like, restaurants or bakeries and stuff will just post their recipes online. Because they're like, we know you're not going to make this. Yeah, you're also not going to make it better than us. Just because you have all the ingredients doesn't mean you're going to be able to actually do it well. Yeah, it's also, like, so much of a recipe is just, like, the quality of the ingredients. And, like, obviously, like, the professional bakery is going to get, like, the best flour and, like, eggs straight from the ass. And, like, the vanilla flown in from Madagascar. And it's like, no, I'm just going to use the shitty like fake shit yeah i won't gatekeep this recipe from you which is a family recipe for my grandma speaking of really good quality ingredients you ready for this this is this is a real this is i have a picture of it i'm pretty sure of the note card i think i know it it is spaghetti with campbell's tomato soup as the sauce and hot dogs also it's because they didn't have a lot of money. <laughs> so that was but that that is a recipe in my grandma's recipe book. So you can have that one. You know, I don't well, want to keep that, that from down you. Even. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> you don't <laughs> you don't need you don't need instructions for that. No, you do. You definitely do. Like what you can't just get any tomato soup. It should be Campbell's. Yeah, that's the only option. <laughs> but respect. You know, I can't even shit on that. I do I think the only way recipes should be taught is how my great-grandma on my dad's side taught my mom oh, right. in Italian. And she would measure ingredients by pointing at different lengths of her arm <laughs> and being like, "You this so much a pepper, this so much a beef. <laughs> and my mom would be like, that's not a real measurement. <laughs> we have different sized arms. Yeah. I don't even know her real name. We just called her Nani. What was that? I bet it was something really Italian. Just spooked <laughs> <laughs> I have to log in. I think I have like an Ancestry.com 
account that uh, it goes back pretty far. Can we do a deep dive? That's like, OK, here's what you do. You go into your Ancestry.com, pull the names, any any like fun stories from that. And then we just do a deep dive where we absolutely drag your ancestors. I found my um, great grandma's first name, Michalina. Wow. Michalina Di Gregorio. Oh, my God. Yes. Married to Antonino. Obsessed. I went like pretty far back. Her father's name was Sigismundo Campioni. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely part of the mafia. Anyway, that's it for this week's Deep Dive. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easier, starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we can take to make our world a little bit better. Barry, what are we highlighting this week? Passover is coming right up, and there was a great article in the New York Times that I wanted to bring people's attention to. Mm -hmm. Um, It is called Blackness Deserves a Seat at the Seder, and it's about what Passover means to Jews of color and about the connection between Jewish and African diasporic food. It's really great. It features Michael W. Twitty, who is a Jewish African-American food historian and author. I followed him for like many years. He's amazing. He's so great. There were a lot of other people in that article who I've like followed on social media for a while, but it's just a really great article about maybe a subject you don't know much about, dear listeners, which is about Jews of color. I've talked about it a little bit on the pod, but this article just felt very timely and great. So if you're interested in following Michael Twitty, his Instagram is at the cooking gene, like G-E-N-E. And then uh, we'll post a link to that article if you're interested in checking it out. Amazing. And yeah. happy Passover. Happy Passover. Happy, happy Easter. Easter. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into the TV we're watching this week. What are you watching? I I'm so excited to talk about this. Oh, I'm no. so fucking excited. Okay, someone had tweeted about it, and I was like, that seems interesting. And then I went ahead and watched it, and I'm fully obsessed. Okay, uh-huh. there is a Japanese reality show called Old Enough. Mm-hmm. It is seven to ten minute episodes. It's on Netflix, and it is just toddlers doing errands for their parents. <laughs> and it's like narrated like a game show. There's a laugh track. It is fucking incredible. It is just the most joyful. You just put it on and you're like, yay. (laughs) Yes. So it's like this little kid has to go to the grocery store and get three things. Is he going to remember everything? And then another one is like this kid's his family owns a Mandarin orchard and they need him to go make juice during the break. And he goes home and spends like an hour hour not making juice because he's like wait mom and dad aren't home i'm gonna fucking go wild and he just like plays with a random dog that's outside he like takes out his water gun and then his mom calls and is like where's that juice (laughs) it's incredible again only seven to ten minute episodes if you need just like a true dose of happiness highly recommend this show it's called old enough it's on netflix i am obsessed with it now and thank you to whatever person tweeted about it it makes me so happy I did get high and watch the first episode. It is so ridiculous. It's so... And when you say these are like 
three-year-olds. No, yeah. Two-year-olds. Two-year-olds. That they were like, this child is going to go on a like three-mile trek <laughs> to the grocery store by themselves. And of course, there's a camera crew around yeah. there. But in all of them that I've seen so far, they do a wide shot where they like pull out. <laughs> it's like and drone. <laughs> yeah. And this child, this infant is just by themselves in like a vast field. <laughs> My favorite one, and I only watched, I think, three of them. My favorite one, the description is, a polite girl does her best to run errands while her younger sister is ill. Everything goes smoothly until she encounters a troublesome cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's amazing. It's so ridiculous. I'm so glad you started watching it. Yeah, it is one of those shows where I like, I feel like to get the full effect, you probably shouldn't be sober, but. I watched it sober and it was great, but it is just like a dose of happiness. It's not like I'm sitting there binging the whole thing. I'm just like, I have seven minutes to kill. Yeah, it's just so ridiculous. I love it. I love it too. What else are you watching? I don't think I really watched anything new this week, to be honest. All righty. Well, in that case, what's your non-TV chaser for the week? I mean, Bridgerton, I'm getting ready to watch. I'm uh, preparing myself for Bridgerton. Yes, yes. I want to rewatch the first season. Mm. Although I'm hearing that its second season is less spicy, but still, I mean, but it's Jennifer- More Jonathan Bailey this time, though. The I mean, I forgot the first episode of season one. The pilot is Jonathan Bailey fully ass out. So I'm already hooked back in. (laughs) Anyway, what is your non-TV chaser? My non-TV chaser might also be yours. Maybe. Which is that you and I went with some friends and went to Bottomless Brunch, which, by the way, I redeemed myself, had a great time at Bottomless Brunch, got absolutely shwasted, and then went and saw Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. Uh It was my first time seeing the stage production. I think I may have seen it when I was like a very small child in Chicago. Definitely saw the movie when it came out, and that was like a big deal for me when I was, what, in like junior high or something at that time. Uh-huh. Uh, but boy, oh boy, was it so fun to go see just absolutely out of our minds. <laughs> it was great. It was so bad uh, and so fun. <laughs> An unhappy hour listener was there and yeah. recognized you. Uh, I love that a Saturday matinee Fan of the Opera is also pulling some unhappy hour listeners in, too. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. Uh, and it was a great time. So also that night, I just was like really on a musical kick because we had seen a matinee. I still had the whole evening ahead of me. Mm-hmm. So I ended up watching Into the Woods, the movie, because I had never seen it. And I loved that musical when I was younger as well. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought I was going to be hate watching it, but I actually just enjoyed watching it. Meryl Streep was fucking incredible. <laughs> Yeah, also I think Chris she got Pine. Oscar nominated yeah, for that movie. Yeah, as she should have. I was like, everyone else here knows they're in a musical. Meryl Streep is just in this world. Like, <laughs> yeah. that. It, she is that character. Also, I now, like, fully understand the Chris Pine pining, yeah. you know? He was great. He's so beautiful and hilarious and has a lovely voice. So, really, I guess musicals in general and, like, being drunk at musicals is my chaser for the week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about you? I mean, yeah, Phantom was definitely the experience of going was up there. Yeah. I definitely overindulged at brunch, mm-hmm. bottomless brunch. Um, I feel like in my day, mm-hmm. bottomless brunch used to be you choose between mimosas and Bloody Marys. Right. And the correct choice is mimosas. Right. Now, places will do bottomless like anything. And this place, 
made the calculation that it was cheaper to just get people wasted immediately (laughs) than to get them low-level drunk throughout the time. So they made bottomless margaritas that were so strong. margaritas. (laughs) I know. I have also come to a point where I recognize that the only way that I can really drink is if I drink high volume, low alcohol content. Yeah. Because my go-to for a while had been to just drink like whiskey. Right. uh, Because I can sip on it or whatever. But I have a compulsion to eat and drink whatever is in front of me as quickly (laughs) as possible. And that will kill you (laughs) if what you're eating or drinking is 80 proof. So basically this is my long way of saying I should have gone frozen because it would have slowed me down. I went on the rocks and sucked down a bunch of delicious margaritas and then went to Phantom. Have no idea what that musical was about. (laughs) Not because I don't remember it, just because I was like, what is happening? I mean, to be fair, it's an insane plot. Yeah, it is. Um, There's just a full lake underground under this theater. Yeah. No, I don't. I didn't really understand that. I thought he lived under a bridge. I thought (laughs) I was like so confused. I think I was the only one in our group who had never seen or listened to Phantom before. My only knowledge of Phantom was a YouTube video that I saw years ago of an elephant shrew, a tiny rodent, singing the Phantom of the Opera song. Sing for me. Yeah. We will be posting it because it is the funniest video that's ever been made. The first time I saw it, lost my mind. Thought it was the funniest (laughs) thing I've ever seen. Had no idea what it was singing. And then years later realized, oh, it's from Phantom of the Opera. Have no idea what that musical is about. Still don't know after having seen it. We were also literally in the second to last row in the like third tier of the balcony. So oh, yeah. I couldn't make out anyone's faces. We were above the chandelier that famously falls. Yeah. That being said, absolutely recommend getting stoned slash drunk slash you know, just having a fun time and go into a musical. Yeah. My backup chaser is frozen chocolate covered bananas. Ooh. <laughs> Which I will say, we went to Disneyland <laughs> years ago and I also high was craving a chocolate covered banana. I saw like a sign for one. And I was like, I have to have it. Yeah. And then I got it and I was like, oh, it's just a banana. <laughs> I think in that moment, in my like high state at Disneyland, I was hoping for like an elevated chocolate covered banana. Basically, what I wanted was banana flavored ice cream and right. chocolate. Okay. But now, in my sober maturity, mm-hmm. I am like really enjoying chocolate covered frozen bananas. That's fantastic. They sell them at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. You can get them in a box, mm-hmm. and it's just like. It satisfies my, like, sweet tooth without me eating, like, an entire piece of cake every day. That's great. Which I also do. So that's it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour, the podcast. You can buy merch at unhappyhourshop.com. You can head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, that's A-U-D-A-C-Y, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us, rate us, review us, but only if it's nice. I swear I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, Marisa Orozco, and me, Matt Bellasai. Hadim Jang, Meredith Rice, and Kurt Courtney help out with our socials. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. 
You can bother Barry at Finkleberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellasine. You can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter and Unhappy Hour on Instagram for all the latest podcast buzz. You can leave a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye.